Hello everyone and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez and in this segment we will be discussing the upcoming new moon on July 28th, 2022. So just a reminder before we get started, I study the sidereal Vedic system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. So if you'd like to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media, and then astrology. Now I have a podcast embedded there that will share the difference or a lot of the differences between the Western and Vedic system of astrology. I also like to include that I do reside in Austin, Texas, so the times I refer to are Central Standard Time, and if you want to calculate your birth chart, go back to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and then chart. You'll find a lot of different resources there. So getting into our segment, first of all, today as I recorded this, it's July 21st, so it's the day before this publishes. I am having such a crazy day. So I have a lot of energy in me where it's like, if I need to get things done, I just like blow through them. I don't like to procrastinate. I don't like to put things off. If there's something on my to-do list, I just go for it. And I needed to take my car into the shop desperately. Um, A few things were going on with it. I need to take it into the shop. An appointment opened up for today, the same day that I'm finalizing my move and I'm having movers bring over the last of my heavy items from my old place. And so that means I don't have a car, which means my best friend Kaylee (laughs) loaned me his vehicle. So anyway, today has been kind of wild, kind of going back and forth and getting everything situated. I am finishing up my move today. So this podcast is probably going to be a little bit shorter than usual. But who knows, sometimes I get to talking. So, but I wanted to give you guys a heads up on where I am. Um, this this conjunction that we're having, this Mars Uranus Rahu conjunction, it just has everything almost like expedited. Things seem to be happening really quickly. And there seems to be a lot for me coming up that I need to do and complete and pay attention to. And um, hopefully in your own lives, however it's manifesting to you, you're kind of taking things slow, taking it in stride, uh, planning appropriately. And this new moon actually is going to be a wonderful reminder of that. So we can spend some time talking about slowing down. So this new moon coming up is going to occur on July 28th, 2022 at around 1.01 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you've been paying attention to the astrology, you know that we're having this conjunction occur in the sign of Aries. And so Mars, Uranus, and Rahu are coming closer and closer together as we move through July. This is really the pinnacle time that a lot of astrologers, including myself, were focusing on at the beginning of the year. This is kind of like the most intense month from July and August. And so things are heating up. They're heating up globally and they're... um, Perhaps they're heating up in your personal life as well, depending on where the combination is occurring. Speaking of which, if you are interested in horoscopes for how these conjunctions may impact you personally, on my Patreon account, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast, I do horoscopes weekly. So I really spend time focusing on how these transits will impact each of the zodiac signs. But anyway... 
things are heating up and things are intensifying and we will continue to feel that intensity throughout the end of July and into August. And on July 28th, when we have this new moon, the new moon is occurring in the sidereal sign of cancer. And specifically, the moon will be in the nakshatra of Pushya. And so remember that a new moon is when the moon is dark. And it means that the moon is not reflecting any light from the sun. So the moon and the sun are very close together. So again, we cannot see the moon if we were to step outside. And this is a time of reflection, of turning inwards, of harnessing a more yin energy, laying low, focusing on recovery, on replenishing, receptivity. And the sign of cancer really emphasizes all of this. The sign of cancer is a very feminine sign. It's very intuitive. It's very emotional, incredibly emotionally intelligent. There is a nurturing quality to cancer. It's the fourth sign. So it has an association to the fourth house, which is the home, real estate, property, or inner landscape, or inner emotions, or ability to feel happiness. Of course, it's also associated to the mother. And <laughs> cancer is also associated to moodiness, to vulnerability, to feeling insecure, really seeking stability. So I want you to keep all of that in mind. Now, the sign of Pushya is one of the most auspicious nakshatras in Vedic astrology. Pushya is really when we can plan any event except for marriage. <laughs> marriage is the one event we don't want to do when the moon is in Pushya. But otherwise, pretty much everything we do under the moon of Pushya is going to be supported. It's the star of nourishment. The symbol of Pushya is the udder of a cow. And so the symbolism is nourishing all without discrimination, giving, replenishing, nourishing, nurturing, being generous, uh, growing. So there is this emphasis being put on taking care of ourselves and taking care of other people. I do want to say that Pushya is ruled by the sign, or excuse me, it's ruled by the planet Saturn. And that being said, Pushya does have this element where it's very disciplined. It's very, it's more pragmatic. It is more structured. It has this kind of serious element to it. But really when it comes to spirituality, Pushya has this very strong connection to like spiritual discipline, spiritual regimen and commitment. This is a huge part of Pushya is it's being committed, knowing what to commit to. The sign of cancer right now when we look at the astrology is receiving a lot of aspects. So on this new moon, the moon is going to be with Mercury, the sun, it's aspected by Jupiter, it's aspected by Pluto and Saturn, it's aspected by Mars. There's so much energy occurring in the sign of cancer, which means it's brimming with energy, it's brimming with possibility. And the new moon is a time of setting intention, setting something forward into motion and this is like fertile land, right? Pushya is the nourisher, all about nourishment. So the intentions and the 
um, what we're working on manifesting now, when we really take time to set our attention here, when we really set our internal drishti, drishti is a gazing point. When we set our internal drishti on what it is that we're working to manifest or what our intention is, it's going to be nourished and um, it's going to support us in being fruitful with our labor. And you guys know, I mean, I never, I always include that when we're setting intentions, when we're working on something with manifestation, it requires our effort, right? It's not like we can just set it in the, (laughs) in the soil of the ethers and then just expect it to grow. We really need to commit to that. And when we commit to something, we show up for it and we work at it and we apply effort to it every day. That's what a commitment is. It doesn't mean to collapse with failure. It doesn't mean to collapse with fear. It doesn't mean to turn away because it's too much. Commitment is when we really decide within ourselves that if something is challenging, we show up. If something requires attention, we give it our attention. If we fail, we show up again the next day. So really take that into consideration. And some of the other things I was thinking about with the new moon in Pushia is that it is a time to consider discernment and commitment in terms of what are we committing ourselves to in our day-to-day life? What do we commit ourselves to every day? You know, even just take a brief look at your daily life. What are some habits that you do regularly? And are those habits contributing to the life that you want? Or is it time to adjust those habits? Remember that habits create our life. May seem just like a day-to-day thing, but you know, after 365 days, it's a year of that habit. So what do we want our 365 days to look like? And again, using that discernment. Some other things that I was thinking about is nourishing ourselves. We do not live in a society that really encourages us to nourish ourselves. And remember, I was a social worker. I worked as a social worker for a few years. And I will say that working in those fields was a rather unique experience (laughs) because I did feel that I was supported and nourishing myself and I was really lucky with some supervisors that seemed to really care about my well-being. And also, I want to acknowledge that that's not very typical. I think that in our society, generally, we're not being taught to nourish ourselves. We're not being taught to take care of ourselves. And when we are being taught to nourish ourselves or take care of ourselves, it's something that feels more superficial, in my opinion, okay? Take it for what it's worth. But nourishment, when I'm like, okay, well, make sure to nourish yourself, I'm not necessarily referring to getting pizza or taking a bubble bath or, you know, doing something to that effect because those things are super nice. And maybe that is something that just really revitalizes you. And if you know that about yourself, then that's amazing. But really what I think about when it comes to nourishment is what is ultimately best for our spirit. And I ask myself that question, what in this moment is best for my spirit? Is it saying no Is it canceling plans? Is it choosing not to answer the phone for someone? You know, if I think that it's going to be really energetically draining, is it taking a nap, (laughs) you know, in the middle of the day when I usually never take naps, you know, if you have that privilege and opportunity, 
Is it um, randomly going to the lake to put your feet in the water and really feel the cool you know, energy of the water run over your toes? I think that's something so nourishing for me is really connecting with nature. And so for you, maybe it is um, deeply connecting with one of your best friends, one of your high school best friends or someone who you've known a long time, or maybe it's asking for help. There's something that you've been dreading and you feel overwhelmed. Is it possible to delegate? Is it possible to ask for help even if that's uncomfortable? Is it that you need more sunlight? You know, you need to take more walks. You need to get your body moving. What is ultimately going to leave you feeling nourished and fulfilled at your core? And is there a quality that you can work on cultivating within that? Earlier, I was saying saying no, not answering the phone if it's energetically draining. That's having healthy boundaries. I'm not saying to completely ignore someone and wipe them off of you know, the face of the earth for you necessarily. Maybe that's appropriate for you, but that's not necessarily what I'm saying. It's just learning how to take care of yourself in those moments without feeling guilt, without feeling bad because we're not people pleasing. We're not bending over backwards. We're not attaching our worth or love to what other people think of us or what other people expect of us. Because when we do that, when we attach value and meaning and worth to how we think people perceive us, we're going to run ourselves completely dry. And at the end of the day, we really never know what people are thinking or feeling about us unless we ask. And a lot of the time, actually all of the time, if someone really loves us and has our best interest at heart, they will really respect and uphold our boundaries. When I call, you know, my good friend, if she's tired, if she just got off the phone with a client, she doesn't feel like talking, no problem. I'll talk to you some other time. Please get some rest. So it's like that. It's finding, um, I don't know why I went off on this tangent. Hopefully somewhere out there, (laughs) someone needed to hear that. But I think it's reclaiming worth, reclaiming value, and remembering that nourishing ourselves is not a selfish thing. When we nourish ourselves when we really tap into spirit and ask ourselves what we need, that is going to benefit the entire world around us because we show up authentically, we show up with fullness. Because when we're not nourishing ourselves, we're grasping for parts of ourselves through other people. I'm exhausted, help me relax. I feel emotionally overwhelmed, help me decompress, which, you know, We all need that from time to time, but you guys get what I'm saying. We outsource our power to other people and we think that we need other people for all these things when really in reality, we just need to slow down, tune in, ask ourselves what we need, and then we can show up as a more full version of ourselves for others. And if we're raising young people, if we are in any position of mentorship or leadership, rather it be in an office or at a yoga studio, or if you're teaching young people or teaching in general, we get to put that into practice and show up that way for others so that they can learn from us. Because again, the way that society is, no one else is going to teach us this stuff. It's on us. (laughs) It's on us to give it to ourselves, to work on nourishing and replenishing ourselves, and then to teach and be a good example for those around us who we love, who we also want to feel in control 
and to uh, feel in their own power to take what they need when they need to take it and not see it as being selfish. And that is what Pushia is all about. It's being able to give and offer generously without discrimination. That being said, it's also not judging other people for when they have boundaries, not judging other people for when they need time to take what they need, if they need space, if they need you know, a night alone. Again, as I was mentioning earlier with my friend, if she needs time not to talk to me, <laughs> my friend Kaylee and I, we have got great boundaries with each other. Like I need to go. I'm overwhelmed. Okay. Bye. <laughs> like really, um, being able to hold that space for others and not let it be personal because a lot of the time, I would say 98% of the time has nothing to do with us. It has to do with something that someone else is moving through. So again, I hope that all of that was helpful. Some other notes that I took for Cancer and Pushia is that the sign of Cancer is very vulnerable and it is insecure. There is this um, lack of security in Cancer, which is why the opposite is Capricorn, right? They're always trying to seek that stability and seek that security. They have the shell, right? They're the crab, so they're always trying to carry home on their back, always trying to feel secure. Make so I'm a Cancer rising, so... I speak from experience. Um, and so that being said, as this new moon approaches, there may be these feelings of vulnerability. There may be these feelings of insecurity, and it's an opportunity for us to tap into that source, right? Tap into ourselves, ask ourselves what we need, and see if we can um, see if we can fulfill it for ourselves. And maybe it does mean co-regulating with someone else or spending time with a friend or you know, making a really nourishing meal for ourselves or something to that effect. But remember to tap in to your higher self. Try to tap into your higher self to ask yourselves those questions of what you need moment to moment. That practice goes a long way. It's very, very helpful. So I do hope that someone out there benefited from that. So I will also add on a global level, this new moon may bring up some intensity. As I was mentioning, the sign of cancer is receiving many aspects from other planets. And, and I remember telling someone this who was practicing with me, but um, Mercury will be here as well. And Mercury is in the nakshatra of Ashlesha. And I actually noticed a pattern with Mercury being in Ashlesha and there being intense events occurring, particularly for the United States. And the sign of Cancer is the eighth house in the United States birth chart. And Mercury would be the seventh house ruler. Seventh house meaning like business partnerships, relationships. So, it, you know, it makes sense in that regard. So I do think that there is going to be this element of seriousness. Pushia is ruled by Saturn. It's being aspected by Saturn, being aspected by Mars. Of course, there's also this aspect of Jupiter. On the July podcast, I was talking about leadership. The sun is in this midpoint between Rahu and Ketu. And if we're looking at everything... The cardinal signs are super full. We have Ketu and Libra, Mars, Uranus, and Rahu and Aries, Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, Mercury, Moon, and Sun and Cancer. When 
the cardinal signs are full like this it means that there's a lot of rapid change very quickly and a lot of radical change and when you look at current events first of all joe biden was um he tested positive for COVID-19. I think that was today. It may have been yesterday. And so that's coming up. We may see other leaders feeling stress and pressure as well. And so this is certainly something that we need to keep an eye on. And in events, there's a lot of really um, strange things with people wanting to change certain laws or amend certain laws. I mean, things that were very difficult to anticipate for a lot of people who weren't necessarily watching the astrology. And so again, we can kind of expect there to be a lot of this radical change, or at least people wanting radical change and wanting to make changes quickly. K2 in Libra, we've been focusing on Mars, Uranus, and Rahu in Aries, and we've spoken about that. We've spoken about that so much. Um, I want to spend some time talking about K2 and Libra. Because K2 and Libra, it is being aspected by Saturn and it is being aspected by Mars and Uranus. Libra is the sign of relationships and partnership. And so on a global level, we need to be super careful about uh, international relations. With these aspects to Libra, this can definitely bring about changes. It can bring about irritability. K2 and Libra can take relationships apart. In our own personal lives, we need to be mindful of relationship, okay? This is a vulnerable time. And what this could also do is bring up issues from the past in relationship. Rather it be, you know, if we're in a relationship with someone, it could be issues with them from the past, but it could also be issues within ourselves or themselves that, had been generated in the past. So patterns, habits, expectations, boundaries, anything that we've kind of struggled with with relationships, it could certainly be coming to the surface now. I would be really mindful to take care. If these relationships are important to you, it is a very important time to tread carefully, to be very mindful and to be very respectful, very slow moving and pragmatic. Try not to make any sudden movements. <laughs> Try not to make any impulsive movements um, as we kind of move throughout this period. Okay. The final thing I'll say about relationships internationally and personally is that commitment is getting called into question. What is worth committing to and, and what is going to bring us the most security and the most longevity? Saturn has that element to it. Finally, what I'll say is that Venus is in Ardra which pretty much amplifies everything I was just saying. Venus is relationships and it's diplomacy. And so we do want to be particularly mindful in relationships. We do want to be particularly mindful with diplomacy and peace on the planet. You know, astrology is a churning force, right? Everything in the cosmos is constantly churning and moving, just like everything in life is constantly churning and moving. In Sanantana Dharma, we have the, um, the powerful three gods of Vishnu, Brahma, and Shiva. And so these three gods keep the universe in harmony. Vishnu is the preserver, Brahma is the creator, and Shiva is the destroyer.
And we need all three of those elements in order to maintain equanimity and to maintain harmony. So when there are ruptures, when there are difficulties, when there are challenges, they are difficult and they may not be super fun. They may totally suck. And it is a natural force of this universe. It is embedded into the fabric. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be loss. There's going to be difficulties. And that is part of living on planet Earth. And so it is, you know, there can be some stress. There can be some challenges. But we need to really trust ourselves to know how to navigate things moment to moment. When we really drop into ourselves and we drop into that trust that we will know how to handle challenges moment to moment, regardless of what's happening, then we can truly feel at peace with ourselves. And again, that goes back to the Pushia, knowing how to nourish and take care of ourselves moment to moment. So all of that to say, I do think that, you know, I've been saying things are going to heat up in August and into July. And there is going to be a day where things come back to this kind of peaceful ebb. So we're going to move through this together. We have to stay connected. We have to promise ourselves to stick by ourselves, to nourish ourselves. And by virtue of doing that, we are nourishing and protecting others as well. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this gave you something to think about. Remember that setting intentions never has to be limited to what I'm suggesting. So if what I was talking about doesn't necessarily resonate with you, whatever intention you've been working towards, this is such an amazing time to kind of set that intention into the landscape of your mind and really apply that focus and discipline to bring it to fruition. If you'd like to schedule a reading with me, you can book a session at innerknowing.yoga. I'm really excited. I just started doing tarot readings again, and I opened up the calendar for 30-minute readings if you are interested. My Patreon account is patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast, where I do weekly horoscopes for all of the 12 zodiac signs. You can find me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and I think that that's it. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.